Hey, Jason Walls, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, very well. Fresh out of the lockup, which was, you know, I will always rate these things by the refreshments they have for journalists. And today, scones and a fruit platter. So I'm uh, a happy journalist. Yeah, and then you ran all the way to us. Uh, sprinted. To, to tell sprinted. Us, to tell us the details. And what we know so far is lease EVs. Yes, yes. So that is probably the flagship announcement um, on this. I will get to that in a moment. But yeah, this morning we saw Grant Robertson basically sign a $4.5 billion climate check to fund a range of initiatives, initiatives to curb emissions across the country. So in fact, so confident was Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson that he says the package means for the first time in New Zealand's history, the country's on track to meet its self-imposed climate deadlines. Here he was just a few moments ago. This plan guides every single sector of society and our economy to meet the long-term targets we've set and the budgets that keep us on track along the way. And it is, it is a turning point in history now where either we invest to tackle climate change now or we prepare to pay for the costs of inaction for the rest of our lives our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives. So Grant Robertson was there in place of the Prime Minister, who of course came down with COVID over the weekend and was actually too sick to chair Cabinet this afternoon. The big ticket items from today, the state-sponsored trade-in and save EB hybrid scheme. The government's underwriting a plan which allows medium to low-income New Zealanders to trade in their gas-guzzling cars to help them buy a greener alternative. So this starts as a trial for two years, and if successful, it comes into four in a couple of years' time. So it means that there's some $568 million has been put aside for this initiative, and it's the second biggest ticket item from the whole announcement today. Um, in terms of details, in including what constitutes low income, um, which petrol cars can be traded in for what EVs, that's still all to be worked out yet. But the sort of the long and the short of it is, say, for example, you have a 2001 Toyota Corolla, right? You'll be able to take it into some sort of government funded car yard and they'll assess it and they'll give you money to buy towards like a Nissan Leaf or a Prius or something like that. So the details haven't been really worked out but it's something along the lines of that. Yeah. Now that's all part of the government's drive to make sure 30% of New Zealand's light fleet is emission free um, by 2035. Big stuff um, on that front. But you said a very spe specific number. Was that 568 million you said? Yeah, um, five hundred, yeah, just over five hundred and fifty million. Yes. So they have absolutely no detail, but they can come up with a very specific number. And well, th what this is is it's in principle, right? The government does this. Okay. They say, hey, this is the plan. This is how much money it is for. We'll hammer out the details later. And, and I know it's not your policy, obviously, and you might not have the answer to this. But where you say immediately who's who's low and who's middle income and who's going to do the leasing? I want my first question is where are the cars going to come from? Who will own the cars that then get leased back? Who, who, where are the cars going to come from? And again, this is, and you, these will be the questions that we'll be asking into the, the later part of today, the things that the National Party will be hammering on as well, because there just not, isn't a lot of detail in terms of the, the logistics of those parts of the policies. Okay. Um, what else have you got? Well, so I'll tell you what is not in there, and this is something that was really um, lauded before the, this um, emissions budget came into place, was this idea of half 
price public transport. So that's been in place for uh, a number of weeks now, and it's I think it's been accepted well by a lot of um, corners of New Zealand. A, a few people, I think famously Chris Luxon, had a bit of a problem with it, but that was nowhere to be seen um, in this climate budget today. Um, the government was at pains to point out, you know, that it's got other areas where it's working on in terms of public transport. They're making the entire public transport fleet um, electric in the coming years as well, and so they're really leaning on that. But there'll be some people that are a little bit disappointed not to see this half-price public transport scheme that they brought in going basically into the foreseeable future. However, there is a caveat on this because the budget still needs to be announced. So there could be an element of the government keeping something up their sleeve for later in the week, or they might not just be doing anything on it at all. And it was very interesting to see James Shaw, who is co-leader of the Green Party, but also climate change minister, kind of balance those two um, those two portfolios. And in the lockup itself, he actually said, well, I'm taking off my climate change minister hat and putting my Green Party co-leader hat on. So, you know, the game of hats down, down here. Hmm. Something of interest that was in there was congestion charging. So that was top of mind going into this lockup as well. And there was speculation that it would be um, the plan for Auckland would be included today. But actually, the government did go one step further and said it is now considering legislation, which will make congestion charging law for the entire country. And they're going to be considering that in the latter half of this year. So it's quite important because they say that could come into effect within two years. And that means if National wins the next election, they'll be able to shoot it down if they see fit. However, it is worth noting that National have in the past endorsed some form of congestion charging. So it would be interesting to see where they fit on that. Public transport fares. Uh, they've been at half price over, over the post-COVID for three months and people are saying, well, this is working quite well. Uh, any thought on that? Well, I think that they, they're going to get a lot of flack for not actually funding that within this, um, mm. This what was happening today. I think the various different lobby groups are going to come out and say, why didn't you do that? If you have such a focus on um, climate change and on public transport, that's an easy win. But they didn't do it. What's next? What's next is how the opposition respond to this. Um, you remember that last week the National Party agreed to the government's climate budget. So that was them specifically setting the parameters of how much greenhouse gas were allowed into the atmosphere, which is progressively getting lower every few years. So National haven't come out yet. There's, it's only been out for about 18 minutes, the, the plan itself, so it might take a while. But how they respond to this is going to be interesting because they, as I said, they agreed to the net um, target but not how to get there. So there'll be a fair amount of no going on today. We don't like this, but we do like this. And speaking in the, in the lockup, Grant Robertson really well and truly threw the gauntlet down on this particular, particular issue. Together, we can reduce our emissions and create a better future for generations to come. But this will only work if we all commit to action together. I would hope that the days of climate being a political football can end. We need to put our heads down and get on with action. A stable climate is not a nice to have. It is a must to have for our future and for our economy. So in terms of other parties, you know, ACT are going to come out probably quite critical. The Greens will align with the government because Shaw was in there as climate minister. We'll have to wait to see what the Māori Party think. There was um, a lot in there for Māori, and the government was at pains to point out how much it was working with iwi to get climate initiatives over the line. But the next couple of hours are going to be very fascinating, and it's a very, very decisive opening gambit to the budget later this week. So Grant Robertson said about that budget that he had $6 billion worth of spending that he was going to spend primarily on health 
and on climate change. This package, I believe, is valued at $4.5 billion. Is that correct? Correct. So the vast majority already of that $6 billion has already been uh, allocated towards climate change, leaving what only $1.5 billion towards health and let alone any other, subject, any other uh, uh, you know, areas they want to invest in, right? Well, that's of new spending. So traditionally, wow. the, yeah. the, gov the government has X amount of money that it usually puts on things like, you know, um, hospitals and police and various other things. And then they have mm. um, something else left over at the end, which is how much extra that they're putting in. Yeah. Now, traditionally, that has usually been anywhere between two, three, sometimes four billion. This budget is closer to six billion. And he did signal that climate change was going to get the lion's share of that but it will be interesting to see how the new money that's left over will be allocated and come thursday that'll be the big question absolutely fascinating stuff and i thank you so much and that is jason walls who's been there i mean this this stuff has been out for exactly 20 minutes and i've got it in my hands right now the press release and it's you know seven pages long and it appears to be very low on detail as well and it appears out of the $6 billion of extra spending, $4.5 billion on climate change, you'll be lucky to get $1.5 billion on health. Is that the right balance at this time, considering our infrastructure?